0: between fact and fiction can be a tricky thing to parse. Fictionalized accounts of historical events can go a long way to contextualize them, or they can turn a half-true story into a catalyst for the present moment. In David Evershoff's 2000 novel, The Danish Girl, he takes a real historical figure, a 20th century transgender painter named Lily Elba, and he tried to imagine what Elba's life was like and her inner thoughts, as she became one of the first recipients of gender-affirming surgery. Some of Elba's thoughts were preserved and published into a diary called Man Into Woman, an authentic record of a change of sex. However, Lily Elba's medical records were lost when the Nazis burned down the Berlin Institute for Sexual Research in 1933. The institute was run by the acclaimed sexologist Magnus Hirschfeld and cared for many of the first transgender surgical patients as well as employing numerous transgender people. Hirschfeld and the director, Richard Oswald, also co-wrote the first pro-gay film, different from the others, in 1919. 1931, one of Hirschfeld's patients, Dora Richter, underwent the first successful male to female gender reassignment surgery. After considering suicide, Lily Elba arrived at Magnus Hirschfeld's Institute, where she would undergo five surgeries by German gynecologist Kurt Wernicross, before unfortunately passing away after the fifth surgery when her body rejected the world's first attempted uterus transplant. It has been speculated that Lily Elba was intersex. Her body may have had more female chromosomes than male, and may have possessed ovaries. Most of this information, apart from Elba's own memoirs, was destroyed in the Nazi book burnings in Berlin. And for that reason, Ebershoff tried to reimagine Lily Elba's life in the novel The Danish Girl. Ebershoff's novel was adapted in 2015's The Danish Girl, directed by Tom Hooper and starring Eddie Redmayne, and Alicia Vikander.
1: You need to tell me when Hendrik and Lily are together, they walk. they, they kiss. Has it gone beyond that? <gasps>
0: Before transitioning into Lily Elba, she was a well-known Danish landscape painter. While at the Royal Danish Academy of Fine Arts in Copenhagen, Elba met Gerda Gottlieb and they got married in 1904. Gerda was a book and fashion magazine illustrator. According to Lily Elba's memoir, she first realized she was transgender when Gerda asked her to pose in women's clothing for an illustration.
2: Now I need the dress. No.
1: I need to see how the hem. No,
2: Gerda, I'm not putting it on.
1: Well, I haven't asked you to.
0: Gerda slowly found success with paintings of Lily Elba pre-transition posing as a woman. The Danish girl erases all references to Magnus Hirschfeld and the Berlin Institute for Sexual Research. It also erases the possibility that Lily Elba was intersex and three of the five surgeries that she underwent.
1: Professor Warncross, what is the surgery?
3: Two operations. The first, to remove the male parts entirely. The second, once you're strong enough again, to construct a vagina.
0: As a film, it is less about transgender identity and the process of transitioning, and far more about the marriage becoming strained and dissolving as Lily Elba realizes who she is. This may be all well, as 2015 was a far different time in terms of the mainstream understanding of transgender identity. The Danish Girl as an adaptation went through numerous hands, when Nicole Kidman set to play Lily, and Charlize Theron set to play Gerda, and then Gwyneth Paltrow and Uma Thurman. Tom Hooper finally picked it up after the King's speech in Les Mis. Eddie Redmayne and Alicia Vikander were both hailed as stellar performances. Eddie Redmayne, known for immersive filmmaking, met with Lana Wachowski of The Matrix fame to learn about Lily Elba's story. Alicia Vikander, who's the emotional rock of the story, was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, should have been Best Lead Actress, but whatever, and won at the 2016 Oscars. I need to see my oh,
2: own no. Let me help, please. I need my husband. Can't get him. I can't. I need to talk to my husband. I need to hold my husband. Need him.
0: Anyway, before I introduce the panel, let me say, please like this video and subscribe to the Movie Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Janderworld, world illustrator book cover artist comic designer and for forgive them an argument co-host of movie night extravaganza and bad takes christina oaks you can find her streaming on twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics and she is organizing our big gay june extravaganza ben carollo is the first trans woman to have a show on tyt A Rebel HQ contributor, Twitch streamer, and Marxist YouTuber. I, of course, am your host, Forrest Miller. No, I will. I will not be putting on the dress. It's just, it's too tempting. Let's start the show.
4: Yes, put on that dress, Forrest.
0: I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I will not be trans by my hot wife. Yeah, so this is like the video. first this is like the first movie I think that the, the panel does not like that we've covered, at least since um well I mean I guess Babylon I didn't like, but uh, yeah, I don't
4: Babylon like you didn't and like
5: Babylon? Babylon? Was- oh my god.
2: Babylon I was not was I was not than the biggest. Fan. Land. Let's be real. Let's <laughs> be real. Like that's my opinion. Babylon was better than Babylon Land.
4: Yeah. It, but I mean it's not like uh I think the last one I really hated was um uh what was it the the one about the guy from Mexico? Um the oh, revolutionary,
0: yeah Zapata, yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I didn't hate that movie. I thought that movie was all right.
2: Um, well, it was well, funny when we had you Andy were disappointed. Timberon, in he did like Barb and Star.
0: But uh, <laughs> but 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 Benny, what's up? Thanks for coming on. And I'm sorry that we, uh, you know, I'm sorry we detransitioned you by making you watch this movie. Damn.
5: Yeah. No. For real though. Honestly, my initial thought was like, I feel like I was hate crimed by the director. <laughs> like to be real, like.
1: Well, he did it do cats, so, so like,
5: it makes sense. Oh my god, that actually tracks super hard. <laughs> the same guy that did cats, nobody yeah, let that guy was, near a movie site ever again. <laughs> he was
0: feeling himself because of uh, he, he was the guy that did the king's speech. And people really, it was before uh, oscar so white, people really like the king speech. They're like, oh, look at these British guys, they're on camera. So he was feeling himself, and he's like. I could make a movie about, you know, the first, uh, not even the first, but in this movie, the first gender reassignment surgery. Like I got the clout. He made Les Mis. He's like, I got I got the clout. I make good movies about Europeans. They're European. Let's get this. <laughs> yeah. That's why I yeah. cast
2: Eddie Redmayne because of Les Mis. So like, like so, I'll cast so, oh, through nepotism.
4: I got a question for you. um Who who was the Danish girl in the movie? Because uh like, you know, when they name dropped the move the name of the film, they weren't referring to Lily.
5: Yeah, they were referring to they're referring to uh, the Gerda. spouse. I totally Gerda. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, like, to be honest, that tracks super hard. Like, like, like. So, like, I mean, there's like six layers to like pick apart just within that statement. Um, but the main character very much plays on the role of like the trans widow, where she lost her poor husband. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> which, like, on that front, there's two issues. First and foremost, the issue is just ridiculous and silly. Like there's so many other things to deal with in the world that like, Oh no, I found out that my partner is trans. Whatever shall I do? Oh my God. Now, obviously that can be difficult with people in terms of like their, you know, sexual identities and stuff like that. And that's like a whole personal conversation people go through, but it's silly to like present yourself as like a widow and like this type of like storyline, which is all about like, Oh, somebody transitioning is so hard for me personally literally just shit, right like it's yeah perfect, it's
0: the perfect like cis white girl like how can i make this transition about me it's yeah like, well i got angst <laughs> i i had a husband i was getting dick and now i'm not and like you know and, and the <laughs> only the only other guy that i could possibly get dick from in this situation looks like vladimir putin you want me to like, get from Vladimir Putin? Is that what you're? You think I'm? You think I'm we, you, we can't you think have look,
4: those godchildren with Vladimir Putin. Oh looking God. at You
0: think i oh You think God. I look Ukrainian? Like, is this the situation that's happening right now? So I, I think the, refer-
2: the frustrating
5: <laughs> part about that, though, is that the real <laughs> oh, life person with this like total baddie who's like this like up like publicly open lesbian and is like yes i'm in this lesbian relationship it's an open relationship right and they're like super supportive through it so like like where exactly is like i mean they had like a whole plot line about like oh my goodness is she cheating on the wife like oh is is, is lily cheating on, on her partner and it's like they were in an open relationship when they were live in real life. You know, like this is just everything about that is just so silly. So they what take the somebody.
2: <laughs> I know.
5: No. And because like, I mean, I just wish people would think about it because like on some level they're like, oh yeah, this was back in time. So people weren't as accepting back then. So it must have been really hard, but it's like, okay, but you realize the type of people who are going to be the ones that come out in a time like that are going to be the ones who are like, no. You don't understand. I'm like like literally I'm going to be like the biggest lesbian about this right now. Like I'm going to be like the queerest person out in public. I'm going to be in the news. Like it's the people who have, you know, it's, it's that like airplane meme, right? It's like the airplane meme. It's going to be the people who are like the most confident in themselves, like outgoing and stuff that are going to be the ones who are like, yeah, even though it's all the stigma, I'm going to like, just live my best life. And that's literally what she did. That's why we even know her name in the first place, because she was literally talked about in newspapers as a publicly known trans person a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, and also they had her, they, they followed the actual, like, fact of having her go to um, Paris, which the reason that she went to Paris in this movie is Paris was very accepting of, you know, I guess alternative lifestyles, if you want to call them that, right? Like, um, and, like, really anybody at this point in the 1920s in Paris, which they changed it to the 1930s for this movie, I guess, but, like, in the 1920s in Paris, you could really be whatever you wanted to be. There wasn't these social pressures. I mean, I'm sure there, like, was if you were, like, in the upper classes, but they are like, in the artist they're, like, in the bohemian uh, – and you see that throughout the movie, right? Yeah. With like uh, I, I mean, Amber you know, I told the story. Or whatever, which I tried to blank out. But, like, you mm-hmm. see that they're in this kind of – I mean, even when they're – you know, before they get to uh, Paris, they're in this very bohemian uh, community. And then, you know, she, she goes to the thing dressed as a woman for the first time, and nobody, like, gives a fuck. And, and no and nobody thinks that this is they know who that is you know what I mean like they 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 know who that is she's like she's like, oh I'm getting away with this nobody knows I'm me i'm I'm my cousin and like I don't know which
4: she did she did actually say that she was her cousin or, or uh her her own cousin or her own sister uh from uh, from time to time but but so that 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 part is true but I don't think uh I don't think it was presented well yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, uh, Tom Hopper hasn't directed a movie since Cats, and <laughs> I wonder why. COVID.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um, um, James Corden uh, was like, "Hey, if you don't fucking uh, you know not direct a movie again, you made you made me have to fucking show my cat butthole. And if you don't make me not direct a movie again, I'm gonna hit you with the carpool karaoke. It's gonna be car accident karaoke. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my god."
5: Yeah, <laughs> no, oh
2: it's it's just so like because like we all thought the King's speech, like I watched the King's Speech, I liked it. I'm like, yeah, you know this guy's potential to be a great director, and then this movie, and then cats, and I was like, and, and like play is like, But I like Lame is was fine, but the problem is you can't live you can't sing live on set, it's just weird. But like uh I just feel like this movie could actually be like remade and done properly. Cause we know more about these people now. And it's just like, you know, 2015 was a different time. The only person that was really open and trans was Caitlyn Jenner, who could have been a good example for people speaking who came of, out. Speaking as trans of trans car accident karaoke, am I right? Yeah. But now she's <laughs> and like, the
4: Wachowskis let's, let's not forget yes. them. Uh, yes. like, like, you know, we, we actually yeah. had like working people in Hollywood that were respected yeah. that were trans that could have directed this film. Uh, yeah, oh
2: yeah, definitely. But it's just it baffles me that like Caitlyn Jenner could have been a good example for people who came out as trans a transition much older later in life, and now she's just jealous of all these like transgender influencers who are all over TikTok. I'm not even talking about Dylan Mulvaney. I'm talking about there's so many more out there, and I'm like,
0: well, it's the same thing with. I mean, it's the same thing with like Buck Angel, right? Like Buck Angel is the first. I mean, you know, he calls himself like a trans medicalist because that's his word for uh getting a you know a surgically put in dick but like um but like somehow he, he decides that but that that version of identity right is different in his in his mind because he didn't really get you know the benefits of uh being in a pop cultural situation where people you know he was he was a he was a fucking porn star that um you know that was trying to go around educating people on trans issues it was it was not easy for him and then there's a resentment i think of, that builds up of uh when things start to get a little bit easier for people in media whoever like the first person was ends up getting incredibly resentful um and like turning into buck angel or caitlin jenner Two i mean are, like, but like
5: that's the thing though is there's a reason why like those are some of the bigger names it's not because there aren't because like obviously you've got the wachowskis right where they could have been big celebrities like that but the thing is is that it's really like the assimilationist types that are the ones that are going to get picked up by the news because like ultimately most people still don't understand trans people at like a very core level. I mean, it's one of the reasons why this movie falls apart so hard is because if you're a movie director and you're writing a movie about a trans character and you're not trans yourself, nine times out of 10, you're approaching the film from what would it be like if a man really wanted to be a woman, which is just a wrong headed way to approach it. The real approach is what happens if you're a woman who is wrongly perceived as a man your whole life, right? Just even just that phrasing right, can just have, like, a huge shift in, like, wait, oh, that's actually what this is, isn't it, right, and so, like, all of the scenes where she's, like, hyper fixating on, like, different motions that, like, you know, uh, like, some sex worker was using and, like, the other, like, women and stuff like that, it's just kind of, like, it turns all of femininity into this, like, purely sort of performative thing that, like, on some level is something that you're gonna pick up a little bit anyway, just from like watching people participate in society. Right. But, and this is like where like part of the trans experience is kind of defined by this, where it's like, you know, if you're trans odds are, you're probably going to display some type of behaviors that are in alignment with your gender identity. And I know this is really wild. You're going to get harassed for things like that. Right like straight up you're gonna have people who are like why are you behaving so femininely right before you might even realize you yourself are trans and so it's like it's like a whole entire thing where fundamentally there's just this lack of understanding about trans people and so it's people like Caitlyn Jenner or Buck Angel who are willing to lean into like you know this like assimilationist nonsense uh or like these things where like you know they per- they fetishize themselves in like different ways and they like they do all of these like just like awful things that are yeah. not in any way shape or form representative of like what like regular trans people think and then it, you create these like incredibly cringe awkward characters that are so uncomfortable when the reality is like if you hang out with trans people and obviously i'm biased here but i do hang out with a yeah. lot of trans people so i've got some experience trans people are really cool some of the most outgoing fun People that you could possibly be around because my they're favorite people car who,
4: yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, like, like literally trans people actively decided to be themselves, right? That's like the yeah. whole thing is like being yourself as like an active process, despite having to deal with like a lot of nonsense from people. And so it turns out that trans people end up being some of like the coolest, like most charismatic people out there. um yeah. and, and once I again, mean, I am biased.
2: There's this one actress named Cassandra James, who is, I think, maybe the first openly transgender woman to be on a soap opera. And you would think with these old folks who watch their hospital, they would be incredibly transphobic. They would like just, oh, but they're like, we want more of her character. Like, we want more of her on Jaws, Hospital. we want more scenes with her. We want, you know, she's in 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 a relationship with a cisgender male. And everyone's like, you know, we want, like... There might be one or two comments that are like typical, oh, like she's a man or whatever. But like the amount of people who like accepted this character, this person, and again, it, it deals with the like you know she passes, she's she's gotten all the surgeries done, and so like my thing is like you know it is possible for a lot of these people to, you know, you know, be more do be something. I mean, she's she's she also she's an activist. She does a lot of different things. I just feel like you know when. When you're documenting your transitioning, it might be a lot harder for people to accept, which drives me nuts. Because I'm like, you know, it's it's not I'm walking a the park. There's a lot of ups and downs, and I feel like this film just doesn't really get into the heart of like, you know, the ups and downs of what it's like to be trans. And like, you know, well, it does, to- it does.
0: If you're a, a cis woman in a relationship with a trans person, that's about that's it. The one, you 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 see all of her ups and downs, but you don't really yeah. see. You never really get into the head but of, uh, you know, the Lily, yeah. the Lily character or not look at the, like, the uh, yeah, you never, yeah, Lily. You never get to the head of the Lily character who, who's, you know, I mean, she's just one day she's like, uh, you know, like a, a guy and then she has a completely different personality as a girl, which is like, I guess that's the way that, you know, assists, uh, like assists man would understand it, like writing the script. But we just talked about uh, Moonlight with Dan from the Internet. Like we just had a long conversation about that. That's a movie about, I mean, it's not about being trans, it's about being gay, but it's a movie, you know, written by, originally written by a gay man about his own experience. That movie felt lived in, that movie felt um, like multidimensional, that movie felt everything that this feels like it lacks.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, it's the the, because the problem is like people totally misunderstand what transition is all about, right? Like, you know, like straight up, there's this weird pressure, I think, that a lot of like the media faces to intentionally portray trans people as these like pathetic helpless creatures that are like the victims of society and oh, you'll never be like, oh, what you really wanna be and this, that or the other thing. Just this really like, and it's so weird, right? It's so, so weird. Cause it's so like incongruous with the experience. Cause the truth of the matter is like they're afraid to like have trans joy. They are afraid to like have people be happy, especially if they're being a dyke about it, right? Like if you are just like, if you are literally just like, yeah, I'm gonna be a tomboy. I'm not gonna get bottom surgery. I'm not gonna voice train. I'm just gonna look and I'm gonna sound like this. It's gonna be really hot. I'm gonna be popular and I'm gonna hang out with a bunch of other queer folks too and maybe be poly about it as well right? Like, literally, cis will, like, their heads will explode. So, like, I don't yeah. think that, like, literally, like, watching that movie, like, you take out, you do poly erasure, right? You do the lesbian erasure of the, the uh, who is really the main character, right? Which was her wife, right? You, you get rid of the fact that she was, like, uh, Lily was just, like, this public figure who's, like, so confident and, like, doing parties and stuff, like, straight up, like, it just strips all that away because I think people are genuinely afraid of it. Like, the the worst thing in their minds that they could possibly imagine, right, is, like, some, like, trans woman in particular just enjoying her life and having a fun time,
0: right? And, yeah. uh, you At know, that's... At least in ways outside of like the uh, puritanical, uh, you know, set of morals that we've imposed as a society, right? Like uh, at least out, outside of the norms of like, oh, well, well, if she's in like a relationship with somebody and she, you know, she stays in that, um, you know, that, that like, uh, even though she's transitioning, right? Like it's, it's the masculine feminine thing. If that dynamic is still there or if she's, you know, hiding out in the house and you're like, wow, that's so sad. You know, the wife's out at parties and she's hiding out, you know, in the house and kind of being miserable. It's like well, she's almost being like it's almost like penance, like she's uh, being punished for you know it the way. It's like that a haze code thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so okay. it's like
4: yeah, you know, she has to die at the end because it's the Hayes Code, and you have to punish, uh, you know, your trans people. Apparently, I don't know. on well, okay.
0: TV shows, they always kill off the gay and trans characters. It's the kind of yeah. the same thing. Like uh, you know, there's a trope where pretty much every time on you know, in a TV show that you have a character that's gay or trans or any kind of you know any, anything outside of like a uh, yeah, they,
5: they did that whole family
2: with the drag queen that even killed kill Archie games. Bunker.
5: It's, okay. So this is like this, like just you just sparked like a uh, like a reminder of a conversation I was having with somebody earlier about the politics of bimboism, right? And like embracing bimboism and sort of like you know like a like a personal expression slash like political statement in a sort of way. And like because uh, the thing is, right? There's all this pressure on women in general in society to be ashamed about femininity, where cis women are allowed to express femininity or expected to be ashamed about it. And trans women, that goes doubly so. Where if you're a cis woman and you want to succeed in the world, your goal is to behave more like a man. And if you're a trans woman and you're behaving feminine in any way, shape, or form, then you're super, super punished for it because you're supposed to want to be a man because everybody's supposed to be a, want to be a man because that fundamentally is what patriarchy is rooted in this idea that masculinity is somehow inherently superior to femininity. And so if you have Have a character that chooses, no, I'm going to be feminine, I'm just going to be this total baddie and live my best life, then of course you have to punish that character relentlessly because first and foremost in a patriarchal society is this belief that masculinity should be revered and praised, and femininity is something that women have to do in order to perform their role in society, but also should be deeply, deeply ashamed about that. And, like, like what that way that brings in, like, the politics of bimboism is, like, the politics of bimboism very much is, like, no, I shouldn't have to perform intelligence in the sense of, like, I'm not going to cater myself to, like, the perceptions of men and things like that. I'm just going to be unapologetically feminine and enjoy my existence and uh, all of those things, right? All of those things. But so I think that's why a character like the Danish girl exists. Uh, and I say a character because the real life Lily was just genuinely not this person. Um, but like that, yeah, and, and like idea not of punishing just, femininity,
0: not just from, sorry, like not, not, not to interrupt, just like backtracking for a second on, on a point, like you're, you're getting this from uh, two different sets of cis men. You know what I mean? Like you're getting this first from her, her actual diary, which is the only record we really have of her uh, written in her own hand was heavily edited by her friend who was, I think he was a gay man, but he was like, um, you know, he, he published her, her diary after her death, after the Nazis burned down the, you know, all of her medical records. And then on top of that, you're getting it from a director. Well, and then you're getting it from a, the guy that wrote the Danish Girl book, which he's imagining what she is going through based on both her diary and his own like, hey, this is what I think trans people are going through thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, so you're looking at it from that. And then on top of it, this is a movie that's written, you know, that's directed by a man who's also like a cis man, who's also uh, trying to navigate what he thinks, a, you know, a trans relationship is. And to be honest, uh, they do go back a little bit and um, add some of like the more because I think the book is so highly fictionalized that it loses like just the essence of everything. I haven't read the book, but like this is my understanding of it. Um, and I can play a clip where they talk a little bit about this, but like I think they, they lose so much of it in, in that moment that like they're like, all right, well, we'll add details from her actual life adding details from her life is not going into the mind of somebody who is going through this transition and who's living in a place that's different it's not america you know what i mean like she's living in in europe at a time when there are a lot of places where uh you know it is highly homophobic and transphobic and puritanical but there's also places that are one second my dog uh, wants to wants to hang out but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no it, it's, also, it- it's also living in a place where uh you know, she's going to these cities that are hotspots, like the major cities, you know what I mean? Like Berlin, uh Paris, like all these places are are, are like known hotspots for um, yeah. people who are living, you know, uh, alternative, non, you know, non-puritanical, non, all right, I guess probably so <laughs> that
5: connected dots in my brain. I just want to say this really quick that like if they were being more true to the actual story, like, since you mentioned Babylon earlier, this movie, like, like the first sequence, like there was a few sweet moments that were like, oh, these are some sweet moments before it just went like, oh, what are you doing? Right. But like between that and then the end of the movie where with her dying and her final surgery, which should have been like the fifth surgery and not the second surgery, which was just a weird, silly erasure. The middle part of the movie should have looked a lot like Babylon. It should have been like, let's party. Like, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's be artists. Let's get weird with this. Some relationship drama in the middle of that. But then, like, the only only scene you get of that
0: is deeply, um, is not only deeply awkward, right when she uh kisses the the guy that ends up being like gay it, it's it's her seeking out some kind of balance again like some kind of heteronormative balance where okay well she's you know she's starting to realize that she's a woman and she has you know a, a separate personality that's which like why would like why are you, are, you, are you trying to you know imply that uh trans women are just like it's a split personality thing that's already weird but um but like she she automatically seeks out like a guy and she's like oh i just lost myself and kissed this guy and it feels like they're trying to restore the balance again where it's like a woman and a man like look trans people can exist this is a real thing you know people are trans but uh not only not is something it, like,
2: that's new not, yeah.
0: not like not only is it inherently awkward not not only is it inherently shameful but like oh you're just gonna go try to you know mac with some guy again you know no like...
5: for real okay that's a perfect case study in why you need to be careful, I, like, I, as a trans person, why I need to be careful Well, like, the things that I say to cis people to explain things, because, like, there were just some specific things o- about, like, um, referring to, like, Lily versus I forgot the dead name as, like, different people in some ways, which is sometimes, like, what how trans people describe their experience, because, like, in my experience, to a certain degree, like, me pretending to be a man for a huge chunk of my life to a certain, like, was it, there was a certain element of playing a character there. Right. And, and saying well, the, that character is not really around in yeah. the biography,
4: by the way, uh, that that's how she, she referred to herself. Yeah. So, which, which I can understand, like trying to find a way to express this without having the language. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know, it makes sense.
5: Yeah. But, but they on. turned it into this weird split. Yeah. Like they, they, they turned it into this thing, which is like its own separate thing. Right. Like that's a thing. Right. Like, and like, you know, it's like that movie,
0: uh, Lady like... Faces of Eve that we that we talked about with marina actually a good movie. <laughs> yeah but like but it, it reminded me of that where like she walks into the room and she, she, she's she's like a completely different personality they're like which personality are we dealing with today and you know she's like she's like well now i'm lily i'm you know kind of shy and uh i want to get married and have kids and then it's like what personality are you now he's like i am Aina. i am a just a, a guy that draws the same landscape over and over again which he didn't do yeah, know. yeah. It's, <laughs> like, and then like,
4: yeah. The are gorgeous. He,
0: like it's the landscape where he first kissed a guy if, like yeah. you realize halfway through the movie he's like i, I Why? mean what did they
4: go to wikipedia and only so the one painting on the wikipedia page and just just go out from there like like <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like the other thing that drives me nuts is like like and, he's, and he's been fired scheme. up
0: about this all day by the
1: way the whole it's...
4: color scheme of the movie is is based on like that one painting which which is where it's kind of washed out and and which is fine i mean it's a great painting but the thing is though it's like like um both artists both gerda and, and uh, lily they're, they're like, like colors are, are very important to their work. And like this, this, all the colors are so muted in this and like, okay, okay. You want to tell the story and you want to start off muted. And then as um Lily starts to realize that she's a woman, um, you know, you start bringing in a splash of color here, a splash of color there, almost like the wizard of Oz. And at the end, just be like a technicolor daydream where she, you know, finds acceptance. That would have been beautiful. But you know, like, like no, they didn't. They didn't try to make it look like their artwork. Which is, which is like, if you're going to do something about artists, try to replicate their artwork visually some way in the film. They did that in Moulin Rouge.
2: They could do it in this movie. And Moulin it's Rouge is actually better than this movie. Let's be real.
4: No, they're
5: so afraid. Like, this is the thing. They're, like, people are genuinely afraid of the idea of just, like, trans women just being these little happy dykes enjoying their life. Like, heaven forbid you have, like, a lesbian relationship that is an open relationship that's just, like, you're having a good time and you're artists, right? Like, because... I, I Like, there's all this weird puritanical nonsense that people have in their heads about all these things. And there's just so many, like, there's just so many, so many layers to this. And, like, we also have to point out how, like, weird and ableist it was for them to, like, make it seem like the main character had, like, DID when she definitely didn't have DID, right? That's just a- 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 historical, And, like, it paints this weird picture of trans people that's harmful to trans people. So just kind of, like, harmful all around. Yeah. Um, to you know anybody that cares about human decency and then just the rejection of like the obvious joy because there's joy in this painting it's pretty clear that she's having a good time right there okay yeah she's having I mean, a this is, this these is after colors
0: it's already come out this is so her uh gerda painted this and this is after i believe she's already come out to you know what i mean like she's already fully fully living as lily and this painting it, like, is, is supposed to be an example of that. But uh, Tom says, y'all are making me glad I missed this one. I feel like I can only provide a bad example uh, for us clueless cis people. Oh, damn, sorry for the slur.
4: How dare you, Tom? <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, just want to point out, like, uh, Gerda is a great cartoonist. And, and I mean that in the way, like, she constructs her figures very expressively. And, and I love that. Uh, so, so you know, shout out to Gerda. Um, you know, if you if you want to check out some great cartooning, check out her work for, for some of that. Uh, uh, and I, and I use cartooning in a very abstracted way than what people think of it as, but, uh, c- cause, uh, you know, she did a lot I'm of young. fashion
0: fashion magazine. It's yeah. Like- yeah.
4: I mean like, uh, uh, who was it? Um, JC Leindecker who, who, um, who, who actually deserves to have a story told about him. And if there's a gay writer out there who wants to, to do a story with me, I, I want to do a graphic novel about JC Leindecker, who was the, um, Uh, We don't know much about his life because he burnt. He uh, after he died, he had his uh, live-in partner. um, We're assuming it's his partner, but it's basically his hetero life mate, model, and uh, everything like that, uh, or whatever. It's 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 confusing because we don't have any any like hard facts about his sexuality. So this, um, but, is, but,
0: this is how uh, Gerda viewed her relationship with Lily, right? Because Lily's, you know, happy. Uh, Lily's, yes. Lily's obviously, you know, presenting as a woman. And then she's presenting herself as um, like kind of almost like a colonial uh, male figure in some ways. Right. Like she has like the, the hair and she's almost the foppish jacket
4: too. Like like uh, remember the uh, the the uh, fops, uh, the dandy fops. Yeah,
0: no. She looks like uh, she looks like a non-racist Thomas Jefferson or something here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. No, we
5: stand, we stand an old-timey, okay, an old-timey butch cis lesbian and her trans partner, okay. Like that's a classic. That is a classic relationship dynamic in the queer community, okay. Butch, I see cis, that relationship dynamic on I've Twitter. Been trans woman?
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is like that's like <laughs> half, that's like half the people who are like. And check out my OnlyFans. Like,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they totally would have had an OnlyFans back then. I mean, have you seen some of those paintings she did?
2: She would have painted things for Doing Porn with me.
4: <laughs> I mean, I sent you I sent in uh, our chat, uh uh sorry Benny, you didn't get to see this, but uh was just uh two women doing 69, uh was, was one of um uh Gerda's uh paintings, and um yeah uh, there's another great one where she's like uh this one woman's tickling the other one's vagina with a feather. <laughs> wow okay that
5: sounds like a very heterosexual interaction i'm c- clearly she was upset about her wife uh coming out as as being a wife like that's v- she seems like a very
0: heterosexual woman who 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 would have issues uh with, with having a wife <laughs> this is uh this is, this is her this is her once again painting her like painting her wife this is her painting lily uh you know lounging
4: pastels i mean those are beautiful
2: yeah, bring some color into this film. My God, was all <laughs> yeah, black no. and white.
0: I mean, some of it is. Some of it is. I think that they were going for the, like the historical romance element of it, which they're always that colored oh. palette, right? Like, yeah,
4: but like that, thats fine if you're filming outside, where, where like you know you got the. Because uh, if you go back, look at look at the impressionists. Like like the impressionists were painting the light, uh, and uh, even they would have like those dark clouds sometimes around. Um, uh, You know, around the cityscape because of uh, pollution and whatnot. So, so like, yeah, there is some of that, but like, there was still light, there was still color, and and like, I want to say that
0: I want to say that Trans Jefferson is Tomisha Jefferson. My God,
5: (laughs) (laughs) um, no, yeah, like, there's so many. I'm trying to think of like what other big issue that I had with the movie. Obviously, like they did do the the classic thing of like, oh, like where she's like fetishizing everything in like a weird way and it's like this performative stuff which is like really it's just really silly and weird and like it's so disconnected from people's actual experience like as trans people but it shapes a lot of how people view trans people in general like there are a lot of people that think being trans is some sort of like fetish or something and uh like a
2: trend that just happened like a yeah, few years
5: yeah. ago i don't yeah I don't know,
0: a lot of those people seem like they're people that don't get any pussy like that seems when, when <laughs> like hey keep your fetishes away from our kids it's always somebody that looks like they've never gotten pussy in their life and they're Yo,
5: like,
2: like
4: ben or Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. yeah he
2: got he got mad about the transgender barbie poster that came out like two months ago and i'm like she's everything he's just ben <laughs> oh
5: my god oh my
2: um, god like, so seriously, this is- like like, so I, I wanted to show up in, in male clothing. No big deal. Like I don't get it like,
0: um, in their own, I guess in their own uh, style, this is the movie that Magnus Hirschfeld who ran the uh, Berlin sexual research Institute. Um, they, they took scenes from uh, the movie that they made in 1919. It's him and the director, Richard Oswald. And um, this is the first pro gay film they ever made. And it was at that uh, Institute. So Great. they actually did find so. some of the film from this. And uh, so here's a couple minutes of it. Ooh.
2: Yeah,
4: and it's uh, silent, right?
0: Yeah, but there's music.
4: Okay.
2: I think I'll talk over it.
4: Yeah. No, the, just, uh, you know, a lot of people point out that uh, Wings was the first uh, gay kiss in a film. Mm-hmm. And uh, that came out a couple years after this, just to kind of put it in perspective.
2: I love silent films. pre haze Code era, we love it.
0: There's a, there's a scene in this, though, that uh, I feel like they could have definitely learned from. Um, but I, so the plot of, plot of this that I've seen uh, is that um, he's getting blackmailed for being in a relationship with a man and he's getting these notes throughout the movie where some guy's like I'm gonna tell everyone and he's trying to come to terms with the fact that he's gay um, wow I mean it's legitimately like beautifully like number one it's beautifully shot
2: it's um, yeah no for violent.
5: real
0: like that that scene right there with the violin was just a very tender shot and you can see it in his face That guy was like homos and <laughs> <laughs> like you- <laughs> what the fuck, bro? That- <laughs> what the Ger- Germans he's have some like, of the creepiest faces. God damn it, Give us a bad rap, man. Dude, That's
2: Germans. <laughs> well, I'm 69. And, and like, like
4: you know he's naked underneath that coat. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I was showing my, I was showing my fapping. dick. <laughs> he's
2: fapping
0: you. We know it. Shows them the dickin.
4: I gotta say, though, the, the bone structure of this guy opening up the letter is a lot like Eddie Redmayne's uh, bone structure.
2: Yeah. Hmm. They could have they just remade this still. I need additional
4: 10,000
0: marks to keep silent. Don't make me wait, or you'll have only yourself to blame for the consequences. And then it's Franz uh, That's a good. That's a good, like, a good, uh, a good, like uh, homophobic guy fucking name, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing and a pleasant
2: business affair look at that ah young love
0: look at that So this is what I think that they could definitely could have like this is uh you know an attempt to show uh gay joy which you know is um very much what Magnus Hirschfeld's whole thing was about like they were having parties all the time like uh he was he was connecting people to all these you know services but um like the other part of it was that he had all these people living on you know at the Institute, uh, trans people gay people he himself was gay and had a partner like um so i feel like this is like an like a, a cool attempt to show um i guess some of those are like yeah couples, but you
5: shouldn't be ashamed to be in love with a twink okay chat <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
0: um
2: it, it's amazing how i mean hollywood could have been onto something when you know with silent films, but then of course the Haze Code came where they're like, we can't show pussy, we can't show kissing, we can't show homo, we can't show this, we can't, we can't be doing, we can't be doing, it. we gotta keep it clean, keep it cut. Even though a lot of the actresses and actors back in the day were very bisexual, very fluid, um, very um, you know the sewing circle. I don't know if you're you're probably familiar with that term. Sewing circle is like the thing where all the all the ladies would get together and have a party but like and there were lavender marriages like i and like watching a lot of the silent films from back in the day i'm like whoa probably really could have been like more revolutionary if they just actually kept going kept trying to push those boundaries
0: yeah well yeah. Another, <laughs> another interesting thing is that the Hayes code um And the nazi takeover were like a year apart right like hitler came Mm -hmm. to power in uh 1933 the Hayes code was officially instituted in 1934 and i feel like germany had the like one of the biggest film industries in you know in the world with german expressionism and they were doing some of them like you know in the weimar republic which uh you know maybe not the strongest possible uh government when it comes to fighting fascism but like they they were kind of opening up free expression um for a lot of people at least in the beginning and Uh, so they kind of had like a, like one of the most blossoming film, early silent film industries out of everything, like out of, you know, any, any country. And they kind of shut down and America shut down at the same, the same year. And then, you know, Europe fucking fell country by country to the Nazis. And, uh, as the Nazis went around, they were looking for signs of what they considered like decadence. And of course the first thing they burned in that giant book burning You know, they took a giant bust of Magnus Hirschfeld and they burned all of the research that he had done into gay couples, into trans couples, into, you know, trans people, just like uh, into sex reassignment surgery, gender reassignment surgery. And because Berlin was like the one hotspot, like, you know, in America where they're trying to um, they're still puritanical, like they're not doing this. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to travel to Germany. So they kind of lost uh, decades of research at that point. Just because, you know, the Nazis Mm -hmm. are like, well, here's a perfect sign of something that's making us weak, you know, in the face of uh, the rest of Europe. Like, here's this Jewish, because he's gay, he's Jewish, and he's a fucking social Democrat. It was like the perfect trifecta um, (laughs) for them. He managed to escape, though. He came and he lived in the U.S. And, you know, I mean, he was was miserable after that. There
2: was even a time, like in America and Hollywood, where it's like, oh, I'm I'm anti-fascist. And Hollywood would be like... Uh, communist huh? like seriously like watch <laughs> i mean it. well that's
5: like to be honest that's still how it is like to be yeah. real like because like straight up like most americans believe a lot of ridiculous anti-communist propaganda anyway and it comes from these like same movies and tv shows and stuff like that which is like really funny because like unironically uh george lucas was one of the very few people that actually kind of talk about this a little bit where he was like they they did an interview uh and they were like, you know, how do you feel about if you had to make this movie in the USSR? And he'd be like, Oh, it would have been way better. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, in the United States, you have to like bend over backwards all these advertisers. In the USSR, you just can't say particular things by the government in particular ways, but then everything else you can do whatever you want. So, no, yeah, those movies would be way better. Like, and so well, that, that's just, just like, a these, random um... aside. In the,
0: in the 70s there began to be kind of an influx of uh soviet cinema and art uh coming over from you know from the soviet union because the soviet union was starting to fade and people started like so during george Lucas's time like it, be- it became very apparent that like no it wasn't this uh closed off society in the way that we assumed it was i mean it was but like it you know they, they had a, a burgeoning like uh, a beautiful like art you know thing and like we we tried to make it so that uh I love the fucking Jack- Jackson Pollock CIA um, you know, plan where they're like, we're going to entice artists to leave the Soviet Union by uh, giving Jackson Pollock a bunch of money. Because they're like, look at the crazy shit you could do as an American artist. Ooh. And it's like <laughs> when like a lot How of you- the trends
5: came from <laughs> Russia, a lot of the big trends in the United States, like especially like um Like, the sort of what we would call today, like, retrofuturism, like, originally was that, like, futurism that came from the Soviet Union. That's, like, a whole other aside. Um, But uh, I think one of the big important takeaways from this, though, is to remember that, like, look, all this stuff, like, about, like, all the polytrans people that are out living their best life just being as queer as possible... Like, we've always been around. We literally have always been around. There have always been, like, transgender polycules out there. There's always been, like, you know, there's always been, like, just, like, uh, you know these butch lesbians running around doing their thing, and you know the people were in love with twinks and all that stuff. Like, it's always been around. It was only when social media came around that everybody started to realize that all of us queer folks are just hotter and funnier than everybody else, and then they all got weird about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but well, like, I, in all seriousness, also, I mean, though, also, like the the age of the age of mass <laughs> culture, where like one of the one of the dumbest ideas that we possibly had within the last, you know. 200 100 years is like uh just because people see different lifestyles like they're gonna want to emulate them and it's like well people people don't have their own minds like that's just the assumption that people can't think for themselves right like if you see two dudes kissing like uh in a movie like there's still like the idea like well you know if a kid sees that they're gonna kiss a dude and it's like there's there's an assumption that our minds are is it so... because
4: you want to kiss a dude and you're just <laughs> repressing yourself yeah well there's just like, like a,
0: a thing that like a, our our minds are <laughs> so malleable um, that we can't make our own decisions. And, you know, with the culture of like free choice, it's pretty funny that, that we also have the idea that like, yeah, you but you can't present those choices, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. you know, like you have free choice. Like that's the big thing that we talk about, like uh, freedom of association, free choice, free speech. But it's like, yeah, but like the second you have an idea that's not like, hey, uh, men, men there's men and there's women and, you know, they, they should get married and they should have kids. Like anything outside of that, people start to freak out because they're like, our minds must be so malleable. That, you know, if, if people see that, if, if that's represented on screen, you know, like, the, the only uh thing is that every child will then be gay. And do you, like, do you want that?
5: <laughs> I think there is a small element of truth to that in just the reality of, like, you know, like, you can just choose at any point in time to be poly, right? Like, you have to, like, be smart about it and, like, know what it means and, like, do your do your research so that you're not like a you know you have to build a lot of social scripts right like what Joe to Rogan was talking about with do your, your own rules research are and stuff like that you know what i mean <laughs> like well you know what i mean like you got to you got to understand the social scripts right you got to yeah, understand yeah you got to get right about it it's and- yeah, just like any other relationship right um and like even when it comes to like gender stuff you can get a little funky with it you can be a guy but be a little bit of a girl about it sometimes that's okay like you know and uh so i do which think they were, they is, were, like, fine with, they we're fine
0: with until the language started getting um like. people started having the language to describe what that was right like people are fine with you know david bowie uh well, you know Freddie Mercury, elton like,
2: john anyone like, yeah it's like, they're fine people, with-
0: people were kind of people were kind of fine with that until people started having the language to be like hey this is like a you know this is like an identity you can have these are not just like quirky characters like there, there is a whole tradition of this and they're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. a tradition
2: yeah i i can
0: supplant this tradition of just dressing like a fucking slob which i do too so i'm not you know
2: but <laughs> that's like- what they okay, they say our generation is so sensitive like you motherfuckers grow up with bowie elton John, all these very 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 flamboyantly queer like men very queer like you know like you know women who dress very Freddy's masculine burkery. yeah like seriously <laughs> but like They they say we don't have a, and they say that we're sensitive. We don't have a sense of humor. I'm like, did we just like laugh our asses off on TikTok for like a week now because some billionaires decide to implode at the Titanic wreckage? Like, come on.
5: Like, okay, well, because here's the thing though is like there's an element of unreality to celebrities, right? There's an element of unreality to celebrities. And that's actually part of what leads a lot of this, like, I mean, honestly, like Nazi rhetoric that the Republicans push because. If the only trans person you know of are celebrities, there are a lot of people that do just genuinely think that like, that's like a big city thing. That's a Hollywood thing. That's something for these rich and famous people because they don't realize that like, look, you're more likely to encounter a trans person in a trailer park than a suburb. Okay. That's just a harsh reality because we live in a deeply transphobic society. So yeah. when you're in this middle income bracket, you're one of these like suburbanites. The only queer people you know of are these like celebrities, right? Now people have kind of become fine with gay folks because they're like, oh, snap. One out of like, you know, I don't know, 10 people is gay or something like that. So you just know gay people. Like, I'm sorry. If you are a when live human person, you know gay, gay people. You know, I think I think they all were gay. Um, just <laughs> yeah. be real. Like, I'm just going to be real, okay? Like, <laughs> let's be real. Jesus would have loved OnlyFans girls, okay? He hung out oh, yeah. with sex workers and washed random people's feet, okay? Like, we – We're, no, right, like,
0: <laughs> we were going to find out, like, <laughs> Jesus's. uh Jesus' whole like you know time in the wilderness or whatever. We don't know about like we know about like six years of Jesus' life. We don't know what he was doing for the other ones. He
5: disappeared. Yeah. Well no, he we also don't at, know like... what
4: he's washing feet with.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> was he disappeared at a cat boy. Okay. We need to know. Okay. Yeah,
0: he disappeared at twelve and then didn't come back till he was 30. And nobody yeah. really asked questions about what he was doing that time. But it'd be funny yeah. if like Jesus hey, had like absurd. a had like a washing feet blog. Like he didn't come back because he realized like yo i could make way more money if i just take pictures of like me washing feet like some people are like into that like
5: (laughs) (laughs) um like but yeah so like i mean ultimately like queer folks have always been around we've always been hilarious uh and awesome and cool um and people can't handle that uh um But no, genuinely, there are a lot of people that just kind of can't handle it. But I think with the social contagion thing, too, I think there is, like, an element of, like, truth to that. That, like, seeing queer people just sort of live our lives can kind of give other people confidence to kind of, like, you know, like, get weird with it. Complimentary, right? Uh, You know, and that's, I think, good, actually. I think that's good. I think men who are a little bit of a girl about it are pretty cool, actually. I think people, you know, being a little bit more uh like flexible with themselves in different ways is 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 a good thing right and uh being more open-minded in
0: various ways like uh and it doesn't know. even it doesn't even lead to a lot of people that you know uh becoming trans or deciding you know that you know th- that they've been gay this entire time and like like it doesn't have like it doesn't in a lot of cases people just you know experiment with stuff and you know yeah. it's all i mean it's all on a spectrum anyway but like it the, like the, the idea that like you know the, these binaries uh, exist, I guess, and you're either one thing or another thing. And if you're um, if you're somewhere in between, or if you're experimenting with you know trying to find yourself, like th- that scares the shit out of people for sure. Like yeah. that, you know, yeah. um, and, and they don't they don't mind it until until you put it into words, until you have the language to describe. Hey, you know, these things exist, you know, maybe like, like, I feel like that one of the most core uh, ideas for a lot of people that don't think too, like, that are afraid to think too deeply about things that don't want to think too deeply about things that kind of just want to go through life, right? Like, which is a, a large portion of people is that, you know, men exist and women exist. A lot of people have, like the Bible and they're like, Oh, Adam and Eve. And like, you are a man or you're like, so we have that as like a bind, like the first binary you ever really uh, think about for for people to, for people to consider that there might be more to that, for people to consider that, you know, that might not be true. Like, that's like almost like uh, eroding the fundamental core thing that, you know, people like have decided that their identity is based around and, you know, yeah.
5: Yeah. Okay. You, you triggered a thought in my brain that I want to get out. Cause this is like, okay, because, and this is something that like somebody else said, and it was actually a cis woman that said this and it just kind of like clicked in my mind, but basically like, I'll try to like condense it in the best way I can something along the lines of like, look, being trans isn't a choice. So I'm just going to lay that out flat, but on some level it kind of should be. And what I mean by that is everybody I think would benefit from sort of sitting down and thinking about your gender, right? Like, are you a man because you've been put in that default box by society? Are you a woman because you've been put in that default box by society and that's just what you've been told? Or are you sort of actually sort of choosing your gender for yourself? And when you go through that process of like, what is it exactly that I want for my gender identity and expression and like how I have a relationship with other people around me, then all of a sudden that degree of intentionality gives you a certain degree of confidence to like be masculine in your own way, be feminine in your own way, right? To I- express your gender in a way that matches who you are more truly as a person. Because a lot of people, they operate on default settings, right? And I think that's a mistake. I think you miss out on a lot of life because a lot of transphobes, like which who almost exclusively target trans women in a very particular way, hate being women right? They like, they genuinely have internalized this weird sort of cookie cutter image of femininity and they hate being women. And they're like, oh my God, this is miserable. Why would anybody want this? I'm going to hate the people that are actively choosing this and not thinking about, well, like, okay, what womanhood are you choosing right now? What like, what womanhood are you choosing right now in this moment? Or is it something that you feel like is being imposed on you? Because those are very different things, right? And so I think everybody would benefit From like sort of actively choosing your your gender if that makes a sense so like on some level you don't choose it it is just a subconscious part of your brain at least like you know i don't know i'm not like we don't have the time to get into the discussion about like julie serrano's like concept of subconscious sex but that is like a whole nother thing um but like so no it's not really a choice but also it kind of should be everybody should approach it as a choice, right? I, I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Is, it, is this tracking?
2: Yeah. Like, well, like my, my, I have an older sister. She's seven years older than me. And she was always a tomboy. She's just like my father. She was like into sports. She wanted to play drums and not clarinet. She was the first girl to be on an all boys little league field because she was better than the boys. And, and she had a very, her, her first haircut was very, very pixie cut short, like my mom's, because my mom always liked her short hair. They were trans investigating her when she was younger. My mom took her to ShopRite. She has her ears pierced, and she's wearing like whatever, a basic girly outfit, not a dress or whatever. This man lunges, yanks my sister away from my mother. It's like, how dare you put your son in these clothes? How dare you pierce your son's ears? And my mom's like, get your hands off my daughter. And with my my sister being involved in sports, a lot of people always thought that my sister was going to end up being gay because stereotypes, stereotypes, stereotypes. But um, me, the very feminine daughter, ended up being bisexual. So she still she she still doesn't believe me. My sister, dad, she's like, "Have you ever looked the vagina?" I feel like you're doing this to be progressive. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, the, I'm like, there were no rumors about you being gay in high school or middle school, right? She's like, "No, my, but no, there was always rumors about me being a lesbian." I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean i and and i think that i wish there was like better language a lot of times to discuss like people that like don't fit into that binary i mean non-binary obviously but like i feel like most people are non but like non-binary like i feel like most people don't fit into molds of, of of gender that we impose on people because obviously you know gender as the the cultural rather than like the biological identity that people have right like uh the cultural roles like as as society moves towards you know uh, like everybody being in the workplace um you know rather than just like men being in the workplace uh like in the 70s during like the um you know women in empower, women's empowerment movement which you know there were good sides to but also there's the side of it that's like hey we need to get like women into the workplace too as that became more more of a thing like the those um i think those gender roles started to get very very confused for a lot of people who then clung to them harder it's
4: yeah. fashion in the 70s too. Like like uh you know they, they were like um wearing like really tiny shorts with neckties and uh long hair and like, like that you couldn't do that like in the sixties. Um uh and that was accepted normal uh for, for a bit.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there are different layers to it though, and it kind of gets complicated and like Unless you're having a conversation specifically about this, it's kind of like hard to like encapsulate all of the nuances of it. And that's where like I will point people to Julie Serrano's Whipping Girl, which is a very, very good book. that kind of introduces the concept of oppositional sexism, which is this like idea that men and women are opposite genders that are in conflict with each other, um, which is just not true. Um, And that's like a whole nother thing. Um, and then he also introduces the concept of subconscious sex, which is different than gender identity. Um, and those are two important things to parse out from each other. And all these things get really complicated because a lot of the baseline assumptions that people have are really based off of, like, a lot of nonsense. Like, even a lot of well-meaning people will say things like, oh, sex and gender are two different things, which is, like, kind of, right? They're kind of different things but not entirely, right? Because like, how would a biologist categorize my biological sex? Well, I've got estrogen flowing through my brains and I've got some parts that people would consider to be stereotypically female, right? Uh, you look at things like fat distribution, you look at things like hormone expression, you look at things like brain structure, all of these things, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, doesn't, right? And so all of these things, uh, on top of, like, the core concept of what is subconscious sex, right? That, like, to a certain degree, your brain has expectations for your body, and when those expectations aren't met, it can lead to, like, different issues and stuff like that. Like, so many layers of these things. Highly recommend Julie Serrano's Whipping Girl. It is very, very good for anybody who wants to understand really anything about feminism. I think it's just, a, like, a pivotal, like, feminist literature piece. And, like, anybody wants to understand, like, just some, like bare bones concept about like transness because i don't know i just have a pet peeve of like the oh sex and gender are different things because it is just very much way more complicated than that uh and like because everybody operates from that framework it gets a little bit complicated but like the ultimately at the end of the day like everybody is gonna have like traits or features that people consider to be masculine or feminine uh you know like because we're humans right we are not a super different species, believe it or not. We're like a relatively homogenous species uh, compared to like a lot of the animal kingdom, believe it or not. And uh, we're not particularly sexually dimorphic either. Um, And so there's, there's a huge overlap between masculine and feminine traits. And there are a lot of cis women that like, as you mentioned earlier, get like clocked as being trans, even though they aren't. Um, because people are vigilant, especially about trans people now, but like have sort of always been about anything that seems like a breach of a very rigid and narrow white supremacist framework of what men and women should be. And so like taking all of those things together, like fundamentally, that's where it comes in the question of like, for gender to be a choice, it needs to be something of like, what is yourself that you are expressing? And you don't need to change any pronouns about it. You can literally just like, reconceptualize your own like masculine gender or feminine gender in a way that actually suits who you really are and uh like that's just i think it's so important for people to grasp and like hold on to and like that to bring it back to the danish girl which is what we're talking about is i think a big part of what the danish girl misses right where it all becomes how do i fit into this rigid narrow box as opposed to in what ways am I feminine? How do I express my femininity that is innate and internal to who I am? How do I choose to express my innate femininity as opposed to how do I mimic femininity? Because those are two very different things. And like, it's one of those things I think most people just do not understand.
0: Um, um, sorry for cool, the so, this is a clip uh, of them kind of congratulating themselves for <laughs> making trans movie. But I, I kind of find this interesting because, you know, as we're talking about what they missed, um, you know, they they kind of make a distinction between themselves and the uh, the book and, like, what the book misses, right? Like, they're like, oh, well, you know, the book is a fictionalized account of this, um, you know, written by a cis man that, like, uh, you know, that misses all these things. And I, I find it kind of fascinating, like, if we're going to talk about where this, where this movie went wrong, like this is what they feel like they got right, I guess, within that. (laughs) Right. This this movie should not have been nominated for any Oscars. (laughs) It was
4: nominated for four. What's amazing about the evolution of the conversations that we have around this topic is how quickly they change and how quickly it evolves. In the afterword for the novel, which was published in 2000, the author David Ibershoff talks about sex change surgery. And very recently we talked about gender reassignment surgery. And now I think you're talking about gender confirmation. And was that always kind of part of your thinking that Lily was there from the very beginning?
3: This has been a a seven year passion project. I fell in love with the script late 2008 uh, when I was uh, in early talks about directing the King's Speech. Um, And Lucinda's script just blew my mind. I was so moved by the love story at the center, this sort of story of unconditional love. But, But on this film that makes me a newbie um uh, A relative newcomer was my wonderful producers, uh, Gail Mutrix and Anne Harrison. Gail has been fighting to make this film for fifteen years you know there's been a a, a rapid and extraordinary evolution and i 've experienced it as a director because i 've gone from you know my early conversations you know Gail and Anne and I had you know it was a, it was a considered a difficult film to get made, a hard film to finance, a hard film to cast. I wanted to cast this kid called Eddie Redmayne, people thought that was a crazy idea um, uh, and 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 now you know people tell me it's a timely movie even a zeitgeist movie and 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 it's it, it's it shows us been this extraordinary change in 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 the perception of trans narratives, and it's like there's been a tipping point moment for for trans narratives this year with with extraordinary television like Transparent, Orange is the New Black, both Caitlyn Jenner's Jenna's generosity in sharing her story to the world that uh, she has. But 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 as John beautifully put it, with the evolution of David talking about a sex change to gender uh, reassignment gender confirmation surgery, um, this has also allowed the beginnings of a of a, of a real a compassionate understanding of what's at the centre of this and what the cent- at the centre of this story um, is, is, is a woman uh, who was always there, always waiting.
1: I came to the story through the novel. I, I hadn't heard about the story before and I was amazed that it existed. Um, and so I think as I was reading the novel, I was I was kind of researching as I went along. And so the, the historical version of events and the fictionalised version of events um, were were kind of concurrent in my head. Um, and I suppose the first thing I did was strip out as much of the fiction as I could. Um, and I think you know a great deal of that's gone and, and, and the story is now much closer to to the events as they happened. There wasn't a huge amount of very good uh, data about Aina uh, and Gerda for all, all sorts of reasons. I mean, partly to do with the way women's and queer history tends not to survive, but also because of what happened in Europe in the 30s shortly after those operations. Um, so Lily Elba's medical records, for example, were held in the Women's Hospital in Dresden, which did not exist by the end of the war. It had been bombed uh, into obliteration. So, um, but, but gradually we, we we had great researchers to help us. Uh, um, the producers had a terrific researcher who helped me enormously with finding academic research and, and research that was in Danish and so on. Um, but I think my feeling was always to, I always wanted to to take the story much closer to the couple. I wanted it to be a very intimate, under-the-skin account of that marriage. I didn't really know how else you could go the journey with them other than to really be very immersed and uh, and, and, and inside that marriage so that, you know, at the beginning of it, uh, Einar presented as absolutely persuasively male uh, and by the end of it, you look back and realize that that, that that was always Lily and I think the only way you could really make that arc was to really be under the skin of it so my process was really about getting rid of as much uh leaving out as much as I could in mm-hmm. a sense have you actually read her
4: script because
3: <laughs> I mean, because
4: it is written like a harlequin novel like 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 you know, the scene where where um you know Lily goes into the uh into the production shop and fills all the furs, like like it, it sounds like she's about to come in, in that uh in the uh script. Like uh, I'm sorry, I I I'm gonna call BS on this woman.
5: <laughs> oh my god. No, this is so embarrassing. Like we tried no, to keep like it, as it as true as possible. Really? It's like I I don't know. Are people like that weirded out by like polyamory, right? Is this where I mentioned my three girlfriends and boyfriend? Like, is this like, like, I don't understand where the, where, like, like you hear, oh, they're in an open relationship and you just turn it into, I bet she was really salty about getting cheated on. Let's make that <laughs> a plot line. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I think this, that's,
0: that's what the the book is about. And I think the book is far more tawdry even than the movie is. And I think the book, uh, because it's like just some guy kind of writing it and there's no other books uh, at the time. He wrote it in like 2000 and there were, there weren't other books, I think, where the, that were like novels where it was like a. Uh, transgender protagonist. So he kind of just imagined like what she was thinking the entire time and what his wife was thinking. And I think that that's yeah. a lot of the stuff that they stripped out, um, was like, you know, their, their passionate relationship that, I mean, they did get divorced at some point and she like married some guy from Italy, but I, I think that that happened long after she, uh,
4: yeah, you know, like... uh, there, yeah. the, 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 there was a, yeah, there, their the marriage was annulled in, uh, 29, if I remember correctly. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, and then um she I don't remember she she remarried uh this guy who who might have been gay, they might have been beards for each other.
0: I mean that's probably what happened, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean there's there's no actual evidence for this. This is just conjecture. Like the Roosevelt's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I just like I don't know. Like there's like
5: everything about this movie was really frustrating. But on that front, I mean it's just um oh shoot, I might have lost the thought that was in my head. Oh, uh, <laughs> Just think about playing oh else
0: there. I mean, I, I could see it, I could see it being like uh I, I could see it being like, well, we can't have her be, you know, trans and poly and uh you know also it like is the this, wife and is, I I have a, a lesbian be, in like, it. Yeah, it like I, I could see them I could see them being like and, and have the you know you know the first uh transgender clinic that you know existed and, and that whole story. I could see them being like that is that's too much for us to uh for us to put on the public right now. They just got used to having Caitlyn Jenner. Like,
5: (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's what I, whenever anybody talks about the conversation moving fast, that's what I wanted to bring up. Because that's, that's, Julia Serrano's Whipping Girl came out in 2007. Fully eight years before this came out. So it's not that the conversation has been moving fast all of a sudden. Oh my God, everybody's figuring out what, can you even believe what everybody's discovering what transgender people are? What are we going to do? This is a breaking new phenomenon that nobody possibly could know about. There's definitely no trans people we could interview who asked us on the subject when like, it's like, okay, what year is this? Julia Serrano wrote Whipping Girl in 2007. We've known what trans people are for like a very long time. Uh, it's just that cis people are deeply resistant to the idea of listening to a trans person, right? I mean, I mean, and that literally is why there are like tons of trans women out there who have like master's degrees and only fans because literally people are so transphobic that like, and once again, this ties into uh, specifically the way trans women are perceived and the way femininity is perceived that anybody seeking to perform femininity in any type of way is quite literally seen as without agency and infantilizing themselves in a weird way because femininity is infantilized. Femininity is stripped of agency, and so, fundamentally it doesn't matter how brilliant of a genius you are if you're a trans woman because you are actively choosing femininity that must mean that by definition your value can only be connected to your sexuality because of course if you can't have children then what other use do women have and that is how society views trans women and unfortunately a lot of hashtag allies have exactly the same view of women and exactly the same view of of trans women. And that's actually why Julia Serrano's book, Whipping Girl, is called Whipping Girl. Because the whole idea is that trans women are women that you can hit. That, like, literally, it is women who are undeserving of the basic layer of social decency that is expected that cis women are afforded. Uh, in, like, public spaces, if that makes sense, which is something that was hard fought for, but also, like, is something that has historically very much left out trans women. And so, like, as just a random aside, I don't know, if if you're a woman who dates men, uh, especially if you're a cis woman who dates men, how a man treats trans women in public is a pretty good indicator of how they treat cis women in private. So keep that in mind in your dating life. Um, and, uh, I think it's also important lesson to learn about society because truly like transphobia, specifically trans misogyny towards trans women is what you, is what you get when you live in a deeply patriarchal misogynistic society and somebody dares to choose femininity in any type of way. And really it just is, it's just misogyny all the way down, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and uh with that, Andy, do you want to take us away with the plugs? All um, right. It's starting to get real stormy outside. I don't know if you guys have heard the the thunder claps, uh behind me. they're like no. I don't I don't fucking know. It's kind of freaking me out. Uh but yeah, <laughs> Andy,
4: take <laughs> and how's Audrey doing?
0: Yeah, she was she was down here and like kind of was freaking out, and my mom was trying to get I don't know how you guys didn't hear any of that. <laughs>
4: But uh, yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, please do those YouTube things, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell, and the big ask is to watch the video until the the end, because that helps us get discovered by movie fans, and it helps you get to hear that great Kona Neutron song. Um, We're also on Twitch, so please do the Twitch things as well. Um, uh, Throw us a sub. Uh, If you happen to have an Amazon Prime account, the big ask is that uh, you can subscribe that way. It doesn't cost you a penny, but... That Helps us out. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, we are on social media. You can find us on uh Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you, uh either if you're on any of those sites, find us there, follow us, um, talk to us, we'll talk back. Believe it or not. Well, sometimes. we're not just sometimes, yeah, sometimes, we're not yeah.
0: just on the screen. If you get if you get weird with it, maybe not.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. If you get weird with it, we might not. Uh, or we might just screenshot it and talk I'm, about it uh, I'm pretty
0: hyped that I finally got onto blue sky.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I have to talk with emo dragon about that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, why, why, why Forrest before Conan?
1: Mm.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because because I don't know. Chris and I are in like a group chat, like, uh, and I was like, I, nobody invited me, and he was like, oh shit, I can invite you. They're
2: giving like, oh, more guys... codes out now. I just got a new code like for like a day ago. After like four days, and I'm like, mm. it's happening.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're ready to start really expanding. That's cool. Um, But uh, we do have a Patreon to help us expand. Um, So uh, if you go to, um, well, I forgot to write that down, and I don't forgot what it's called. Patreon.com/slash
0: Movie Night Extra.
4: Yes, there we go. (laughs) Um, Doing good, but yeah, Patreon.com/slash Movie Night Extra. You can um, help us out at a couple of tiers, and um, that really does keep this program going. Conan's not here, but I do want to just say, check out his Protonic Reversal. Uh, It's on Thursdays. Uh, I don't know who's coming up or who was just on because I also forgot to write that down. But that's okay. That's fine. And uh, you can check the Catterwall page uh, so you can see uh, uh, bands that uh, we were at. And you might be able to see the back of Forest Ed.
0: Yeah exciting all the, that the, the, the bald ass back in my head I yeah that. i think
4: you might see my cowboy hat too so so there you go <laughs> <laughs> um and christina you got a twitch channel
2: yes i'm sure stream- unfortunately i'm streaming all the way until the second because i'm dog sick and so i'm gonna have to miss our independence day extravaganza <laughs> before i
0: really lose power like a certain talking being gets on. thanks tom <laughs>
2: Appreciate that.
4: <laughs> and uh, Benny, um, I was trying to collect your podcasts and got distracted by uh, like looking at artwork because um, c- uh, I-, I do that sometimes. So I did not write down your shows, and uh, but please tell us about them.
5: Yeah, so I do Bleep Blunt Ben on Twitch. That is uh, like what day of the week is it? Wednesdays and Thursdays, uh, Saturdays and Sundays, all at nine a.m. Central uh and then i obviously do uh with tyt uh i'm I'm on their uh show the breakdown at tyt breakdown and then obviously twitter at benjamin carollo although i really have not been posting on twitter ever since i've been on blue sky where i'm (laughs) at benny.gay and you should all follow me low-key i have managed somehow to become one of the top Two hundred and fifty accounts on Blue Sky. Is that, how you get, <laughs> is that how you get
0: to drop off the uh, you know, at like the the whole long fucking at address or whatever? Blue
5: Sky that, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just blue. it's just at Benny.gay on blue sky,
0: yeah. But I'm I don't saying like, all that is, long is stuff, getting, you know, is getting onto that. you
5: can that, make
2: like, your own like domain name or whatever It's getting
0: like oh so, why does everyone have the long ones? I, I just a lot of people you
5: just want to be for a domain
0: name, you know. Yeah. You gotta pay for your own. Dinner. Not
5: everybody is like you know, Benny mononym haver on bluesky.com. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, but uh Benny, you got some. Final thoughts that uh, you want to express about this uh, not so great movie? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Fundamentally, I think I think everybody should read Julia
5: Serrano's Whipping Girl. Anybody that watched this movie as penance to the trans <laughs> community should read Julia Serrano's Whipping
0: Girl. <laughs> All right, um, Christina, why? You picked it.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We could have been talking about Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's what I wanted to talk about.
4: Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I wanted to do. I wanted to do to Wong Fu. and talk about Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes. Really, yeah. And then you got you got mad, right and you got saw. mad
0: that Benny didn't want to talk about that. I know. So you oh figured, no.
5: I'm sorry. <laughs> I just kind of started watching that movie a couple weeks ago, and it was just kind of like not my vibe. And I was like, Oh, oh it's, okay. it's one
2: of those few movies that's actually aged well, considering all the drag discourse that's happened. I'm like Wesley Snipes, like. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this movie should be remade without any like cisgendered heteronormative people behind it, and actually, you know, be made and give and give her justice. Like I'm just saying, like that's. I'm all trying to think make of, it
5: like uh, Babylon, make it just like Babylon, unironically. Yeah, make it
2: three and a half hours long. Why don't you let's do <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think of the
0: the the drag name for Wesley Snipes. What I would i guess say West she Pipes, that would be my my Wesley Snipes drag name. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 all right, <laughs> Andy.
4: Uh, taxi, don't I believe is her, uh, is a uh, Wesley Snipes drag name. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways, uh, uh, no, I, I just want to the one thing I did not get to mention was the fact that, um, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, Shoot, I had it right up here. Yeah, Gerda's artwork um, is heavily influenced by the ukiyo, uh, ukiyo. Ah, shit, I didn't. I forgot how to pronounce that word. It's the Japanese screen printing stuff that we saw earlier in this month in *The Handmaiden*, and it's. It, it would if this movie was a better movie, I would be really excited to kind of connect the two of them uh, with like this little piece of art history because you can actually see like the Japanese print influence on the nineteen uh, twenties flappers that she she did uh a lot of her paintings of and uh uh but uh sadly we didn't get that so if um besides reading that book that benny recommended go look at the artwork of uh lily and uh gerda and you know just just enjoy it because that the stuff's great and you know um i i was not familiar with their stuff before this movie and i'm glad i took the time to really uh take a look at it and uh uh to to, to see it because they're they're really quite amazing uh artists and uh yeah, they uh, really I'm glad, are. I'm glad that they're on my radar now.
0: And I feel like it's something you could put in like any house to like really class it up. Like her, her, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I, I guess cartoon is yeah, that 69 is
4: picture. The, you know, yeah. definitely <laughs> needs to be my wife's <laughs> I <mean, in> <laughs> bedroom. I mean the
0: ones where they're like really yes. dressed up as like uh 1920s ladies. Like I, I feel like that's yeah, I feel like you could put that in any house and then the house would instantly be classier. No, my wife um, would love that. But uh yeah, we'll be we'll be back on July 4th. We're we'll gonna be talking about Independence Day. Uh, you know, that's gonna be a good time. Thanks for coming on, Benny. Yeah, it's good to be here.